We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Chargers fans, this is the Guilty as Charged podcast, where we discuss all things related to the Los Angeles Chargers. We are available on all podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and Google. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or review. We do really appreciate the positive feedback. Make sure and follow us on social media, including our Patreon account, where as little as $1 gains you access to cool things like jersey giveaways and film breakdowns. Thanks for tuning in, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome into the Guilty as Charged podcast. I am your host, Steven. I'm recording uh, away from my home, so audio might be a little uh, off off to the usual basis of it, and uh, Wi-Fi might be a little sketchy, but we'll, we'll power through. Um, joining me as always are Tyler and Alex. Alex, how you doing, man? Um, doing pretty good. Pretty good. I love to hear that. Tyler, how are you, man? I'm doing very well. God, I'm God. It's the off season. We're so boring that our names are just our names at this point. We are that bored in the off season. Uh, Steven, I hear you're somewhere fun. How are you? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm out in the central coast with my wife and uh, just hanging out, escaping the the hot summer in Fresno, just you know decompressing a little bit. So it's it's been a good weekend for us for sure. Very nice. Yeah, so uh, today we're going to continue our little team building theme that we started last time uh, with the skill positions this time. So we're each going to draft uh, six players um, in terms of skill positions. Here you can see on the screen that Tyler has shown. Um, so basically, you know, it, it's almost like a fantasy football draft, but we are trying to con- take into consideration, you know, age, contracts, long-term potential, and obviously current skill level as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Before we get started there, uh, we obviously recorded our last episode before Julio Jones was traded to the Tennessee Titans, uh, which has now become official. He's going to be wearing the number two for them, which is super weird. Um, Ended up getting traded for a second and a fourth round pick. um, And the Tennessee Titans are taking on all of his uh, guaranteed contract is $15.3 million, which uh, seemed to be kind of the selling or breaking point for whoever was trading for him. Um, but yeah, Julio Jones gets traded to the Titans. Tyler, what was your kind of initial thought process there uh, once you heard that he was going to Tennessee and how much the Tennessee Titans were giving away for him? I was never on the give up a first train like you guys were, but I would have given up what they gave up for Julio Jones, that's for sure. And when I heard that that was the deal. I heard it, it was like initially it was like a second and a little something else. I'm looking, maybe it's like another right. second, maybe it's another third or something. But no, like it was, it was a pretty cheap deal for them. So, congratulations to the Titans. The one thing I'll say is it's possible that they did do Julio. I mean, they did do Julio right, but it's it's possible that they asked him, you know, what AFC team would you want to go to? Can't put you in the NFC, but we can put you in AFC as long as we get a good deal out of it. Where would you like to go? And I think the closest that he could have gone to where he's used to being, which is high school in Alabama, college at Alabama, and the pros in Georgia, is going to Tennessee. So I, I really think that kind of works out and it's potentially an angle that we're not looking at. But otherwise, yeah, good for the Titans. Kind of bummed the Chargers didn't do it. Stock up for Mike Williams, I guess. And here we go. Let's see. They believe in him as wide receiver too. And let's see if it pays off. 
Yeah, so I think that the cost actually wasn't too much. Uh, it ultimately ended up being a second and a fourth. Uh, would have given that up, but unlike, you know, a lot of Chargers Twitter, I didn't have such like a visceral, what the fuck, Telesco, why didn't you do this? Um, you know, ultimately, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I don't think there's a huge point to giving up that much if Julio didn't want to be here and it seemed like he wanted to be in Tennessee. Um, you know, I, I would have given that up if he was interested in coming to the Chargers, but this whole process seemed to be really hey, Julio, where do you want to go? And we'll talk to those teams. Um, you know, the Titans, Patriots were in there for a while, maybe. But yeah, uh, the Titans made a lot of sense. And that ended up at the end of the day. Um, you know, <laughs> we'll get to Devontae Adams talk in a second. Uh, but uh, I'm not too mad that they didn't trade for Julio Jones. I-, I didn't think that this was the year to go all in, although I would have done the move. Uh, but it just seemed like Julio Jones really didn't want to be anywhere else. But Tennessee, uh, weird, can't relate, uh, just wanting to be a diehard Titan, I guess. But, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Nashville's a great city, and, you know, the Titans have been competitive. And, and there is some kind of debate that you could be having about whether or not the Titans are true contenders. I mean, they were the AFC Championship two years ago. They obviously lost in the first round of the playoffs this year. Um, you know, it, it's it's an interesting move for them to make because, you know, they spent most of the off season kind of tearing down the roster um, kind of free, kind of, you know, shedding um, dead weight and, and players who were not performing, uh, you know, kind of up to their standard. And so it's, it's a little curious of a move, but I mean, offensively, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch is just as a casual fan, because I mean, they face eight man boxes on such a frequent basis with Derek Henry. And I mean, you, you, have now AJ Brown and Julio Jones who have very similar skill sets and, you know, very physically imposing vertical threats who can stretch the field, do all the route running in the book. And so it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, but you know, the Tennessee Titans, I really feel like, you know, they have a good offensive line and obviously the receiving trio of Derrick Henry, but their defense is is a major work in progress. So, you know, we'll have to Mm -hmm. see what happens there. I I never really felt like the Chargers were going to be, in in on Julio Jones, I figured that they would do their homework. You know, Tom Telesco has always done that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I think if it was just giving up the picks, they probably could have been more interested. But the Falcons were were hell bent on getting a team to take on one hundred percent of Julio Jones's contract, um, which True. apparently is going to be reworked in in Tennessee. But that's that's a non-starter, I think, for someone like Tom Telesco who has done a ton of work over the last couple of years to make sure that the chargers are in, you know, a cap positive situation. And I'm glad that Alex pointed out, you know, next year to me is the all in you push your chips into the center of the table, you know, plant your flag kind of year because they're going to have 50, 60, maybe even more uh, dollars in in cap space. And then they'll have nine, 10 draft picks depending on exactly how the compensatory picks work out. So it's obvious, it's obviously a, a complex situation, um, you know, and Tom Telesco, you know, clearly was not into that kind of risk. And that's completely fine. Like it would have been really fun to have him on the team for sure, right. but there are, there are moves next season. I'm more interested in, I think, and, and even just with the long term, like Julio Jones, if you get him for like two more years, you know, that's really good for win now, but th- I think this is a really a two year retool for the chargers. So I'm all in next season, try to get a right tackle. Uh, if you want to go for Adams, go for it, give up half your cap space, have at it. Um, but we'll see if that's the Telesco way. Yeah, uh, same. I, I, I generally agree that, you know, next year is the all-in. As far as Devontae Adams, I don't think he's actually leaving Green Bay just because I think they'll give him a four-year whatever he wants kind of deal. Um, he's that good. Packers have never had the best receiver in the NFL, and now they do. Um, so I, I just can't believe they would let that walk. But the Packers have done stupid things that have led them into this situation with yes. Aaron Rodgers. So I guess I can't be surprised. Um, but yeah, next year, I think is the push it in all uh, year, as you guys have kind of said, and we've said for a couple podcasts now, but you know, uh, if they wanted to do the Julio move or two, three, four more years, or basically to the end of Justin Herbert's rookie contract, I would have been fine with that. But you know, Devontae Adams is younger and you, you know, he's not the only guy you can also go after other guys in free agency. And then, you know, obviously you have the draft. Um, I'm not in love with next year's receiver class, but you know, never mind. Maybe I'll change my mind on that. 
Yeah, and you know, if Mike Williams pans out the way that the Chargers coaching staff seems to think right. that he can, you know, who knows what you know the case is. Like so much is conjecture at this point because you know we're a year away from free agency, pretty much, or nine months if you want to get specific. But you know, I think there are various ways in which the Chargers can go all in for next season. I think, like right now, sitting here in June, something I really would be interested in doing for the Chargers is training up into the draft to get one of the premier edge rushers in next year's draft. Um, it, it seems beyond just Kayvon Thibodeau, who's who's a monster. It seems like next year's yeah. edge rusher class is is really, really good. And the NFL needs that kind of talent. They could also do the same kind of thing for one of the premier cornerbacks uh, and really mm-hmm. load up on the defense. I think that's kind of one other way that they can go on. If they want to get Devonta Adams, I'm not going to say no. I mean, Devonta Adams is is one of my favorite players to watch in the league. Um, and I will say, you know, since Alex and I were kind of having that debate on Twitter, um, you know, Let's it hear did, it. a little bit more did come out that, you know, maybe this situation with Aaron and Green Bay is a little more fixable. Um, you know, so we'll have to see. I, I'm just of the thinking that, you know, if I'm someone like Devonte Adams and Aaron is gone, then I'm not going to stick around. And I know, you know, Alex pointed out that Keenan Allen kind of re-signed um, with transitioning to Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert. And respectively, you know, Keenan Allen is a great player, but Alex just said Devontae is the best receiver in the NFL, and I happen to agree. So I think it's a little different there. Um, I, I just think someone like Devontae Adams would have 20 teams lining up to sign him, paying him just as much money as Green Bay, and – he wouldn't have to deal with a transition period. So for me, that's just kind of the thing in terms of Devontae potentially leaving Green Bay. It all just hinges on whether or not Aaron is a quarterback or not, in my opinion. I don't I, I just don't think it does though, because I mean you point out the Keenan Allen thing, you know, no one knew what Tyrod was gonna be last year and no one knew what Justin was gonna be. So like him resigning years can have different relationships with the organizations, um, as we've seen and like yeah, I, I think that he does back his boy Aaron Rodgers, as he said. He'll scream it from the mountaintop, yeah. <laughs> as he said the other day. Um, but ultimately, like, I, I just feel like, I mean, Green Bay has. Did we lose Alex there for a second? We did. So apparently Green Bay has nothing. <laughs> oh, it looks like he hit the mute button on accident. Oh, man, we're doing great so far, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the off season. Uh, yeah, I hit the mute button. Great. There we uh, go. <laughs> oh, that is frozen. So, but yeah, um, as I don't think he'll turn down a four-year, hundred million dollar offer. Oh, great. Right, I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> it's all good, Alex. So I think I think people are are gonna get the gist of what you're saying. Uh, you disagree with me, and and that's totally that's totally cool. I mean, and that's part of the off season, uh, and we'll have to see what happens there. Tyler, any other thoughts on? Uh, Devontae Adams here first before we move on to our next thing. Wow. It's amazing that you guys call him the best receiver in the NFL. I wonder if someone should start a franchise with him. (laughs) (laughs) A little foreshadowing there. So let's, let's dive into that for a second. Um, This is going to be a lot of fun. I know last time for the quarterbacks, we only went to 15. So each of us took five Um, today. We are going to add one more pick each. So each of us is going to pick, uh, six players today, tight ends, running backs, and receivers are all going to be included. And like I said, you know, trying to take into consideration their ages, their contract status, um, and obviously future prospects as well as current skill levels. So, um, Tyler, you kind of foreshadowed it. Why don't you start us off here? Thank you. Uh, so I am going with Devontae Adams. I tried to look at these receivers and running backs. Didn't care much about tight ends because there's like six. But I looked at the receivers and running backs and tried to break them down on a either like per catch, per touch, per game kind of basis rather than total stats. And I broke each of them down. I have 30 receivers and ranked them one to 30. And the lower your number was, was like the, the better receiver you are or running back that you were. So yeah, Devontae Adams came in out of the five categories that I had of yards after catch per reception, first downs, which is, you know, not quite per game, but. Then yards per game, yards per route run, and drop percentage. I have Devontae Adams as first in three of those five categories, second in another one, and then eighth in yards after contact per reception. So he, in terms of where he ranked and his score, compared to the running backs as well, 
is number one for both the running backs and the wide receivers. And I think the way it shakes out is he's clearly very talented, very good at his job, a quarterback's best friend completely. And I'm going to try to punt on running back for a little bit longer. So to me, this is kind of an easy choice because of how high he ranked for me. And obviously we're not doing fantasy football, but he's also first here in fantasy football. There we go. So I'm going to go with Devontae Adams here as my first pick to start my franchise. There we go. I think that's absolutely the right call. And I think, you know, the one concern, if there is any about Devontae, is, is maybe he gets a little banged up. There is a little bit of an injury history, not in terms of like missing extensive time, but, you know, he'll miss a game or two here and there. Uh, but in terms yeah. of skill set, I think, you know, he's, I think he's going to be 29 by the time he gets his next contract. Um, but I, I think his game, similar to like a Larry Fitzgerald uh, kind of player, Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. can certainly translate, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, the next three, four years at an elite level still. So I, I absolutely agree with Devontae Adams. Um, so I'm second here. I, I have been a strong advocate for, you know, running backs don't really matter all that much in the NFL. Um, and so but- just kind of considering things here, um, I, I was really leaning towards Alvin Kamara for a second. Like when we decided that this was okay. going to be the next episode, I was like, it's going to be Kamara, like no brainer. Like let's, let's, you know, book it in and set it right now. But then I was mm-hmm. just kind of looking at, you know, just the skilled player talent in general, you know, there are so many good running backs these days on rookie contracts. And while I do think Kamara in my opinion, is the best running back in the NFL. His contract is kind of giving me a little bit of pause in terms of like financially, you know, makes $15 million per year. Um, and I'm not super interested in paying a running back that much money. Like Austin Eckler makes $6.125 million a year. Like to me, running back is a mm-hmm. position you can get cheap. And so I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs, who is the 11th highest paid receiver in the NFL. Um, he is still 28 years old, and we saw him take a true ascending leap next this last season in Buffalo. And I think, you know, in this hypothetical situation where you can get him into, you know, our, our team or and build around him, I think he can definitely be that kind of player. He's been incredibly consistent in terms of games played, played at least 14 games in all of the last four seasons. Um, and, and really, he's shown a variety of skill set. In Minnesota, he was used much more as a deep threat this last season, he was used more as a route runner intermediate kind of player. Um, and like I said, I mean, I'm getting a true, true number one elite receiver here. Uh, and I'm paying him the 11th highest, uh, the 11th highest contract at $14 million a year. So, uh, Stefan Diggs's contract really was the, uh, difference for me in terms of him over Alvin Kamara. Yeah, no, that, that's a great call. Hey, uh, Diggs. I didn't watch him specifically, but watching Alan, throw to him he bailed out allen josh allen so many times what a quarterback's best friend what a productive year for him so good pick there absolutely all right uh so next pick let's see what we got uh let me see those wide receivers because running backs don't matter and i'm not taking one in the first round um (laughs) all right so i think there might be a bit of a difference here between the idea of best receiver versus receiver I would want on my team uh, in terms of like mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the advanced metric that is game breakability. Um, and I'm kind of going to go with uh, Tyree Kill. Um, and I know that DeAndre Hopkins is on the board um, and that's something to consider. But I, I just think Tyree Kill, the way that he stretches the field, the way that he makes Kansas City's offense – uh, immensely better than it would be without him. Like he's uh, the wide receiver that makes the biggest difference uh, from a team standpoint. I do ultimately think someone like DeAndre Hopkins is the better receiver, and I'm sure he will go in these next three picks. Uh, but Tyree Kill is a guy that can step in. His contract also not too bad uh, from what I understand. So to me, Tyree Kill, not a no-brainer pick, um, but just from the value of what he brings to a team, you know, people talk about, the best duos in the NFL are as patch casters. And to me, it's Tyree Hill and Travis Kelsey, fortunately. Um, and man, I really have gotten suckered into uh, simping for the Chiefs the last two episodes. <laughs> uh, so unfortunately, <laughs> I have to make another heel turn here and select Tyree Hill. 
Yeah, well, his his contract is eighteen million per, um, and he, he comes up in twenty twenty three for free agency. So, um, it's not a great contract, but it's not you know horrible either. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, Alex, I know you're an Eagles fan, but are you sure you're not a Cowboys fan? Because you sure don't mind taking guys who are under investigation or who were under investigation between Deshaun Watson and Tyreek Hill. I mean, look, you know, Jerry, Jerry Jones has a point there. You know, it's it's uh, it's best player available. That's the point. Yeah, I guess. No matter, you know, what other parts of their story might be available. (laughs) All right, Tyler, get your next pick in here. Sounds good. So you did mention DeAndre Hopkins, and he is ranked as the second receiver on my board in terms of the stats that I have. But in terms of age and contract, I don't know if I would go with him. Now, if I wanted to win today, perhaps I'd go with Hopkins. And, And Hopkins and Adams would be something special, absolutely. But I'm going to go with the wide receiver three on this board who gives you nearly identical production and ranking on board but being much much younger and much much cheaper and so i am going to go if i can load this thing way down here with justin jefferson who is third on my list when ranking the five things that i i said and i was kind of surprised but again he had like the best he had the most yards since randy moss or whatever it was yeah. so a guy that walks in the league that talented that young on that cheap contract i'm trying to build my team here Yes, I do think there are other better receivers like Hopkins, but Jefferson gives me something pretty, pretty close at a much, much better value. So I'm going with Justin Jefferson here. Yeah, you know, you guys are taking up all the players that Chargers Twitter is going to hate. So thank you for that. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> um, but I think that's the right. That's a, an absolutely a smart decision, especially you know from a financial team building standpoint. You get an elite receiver who's going to have an elite contract after next season Mm -hmm. and then you get an elite receiver on a rookie contract and that's kind of a a model that i'm going to be following here as well um i'm going to go with calvin ridley as my next pick um somebody that i think yes somebody that i think is is truly another one of those rescinding ascending players um and really took advantage of julio jones being a little banged up last season um, you know, he had 90, he ended up having 90 catches for 1300 yards and nine touchdowns, really establishing himself as, as kind of the yang to Julio's yin, if you will, um, Julio being that elite deep threat and really being that elite route runner. So clearly I have a type at receiver, obviously, you know, that kind of is influenced by Keenan Allen. Um, I like my guys to be able to run every single route in the book. And I think having, again, that financial flexibility of, Diggs' contract, you know, the 11th highest paid mm-hmm. receiver now, Ridley on a rookie contract. You know, I get two guys who are arguably elite talents uh, and just a lot of financial flexibility. Ridley is heading into his fourth year in the NFL, so he's going to have his fifth year option, um, assuming picked up. So, you know, he's going to be a little bit more expensive than Justin Jefferson would be. Um, but I, I'm okay, you know, biting the bullet on a potential Ridley extension in a couple of years again, because of the financial flexibility of this, of Stefan Diggs's contract. That's a very good call. I am just, I'm curious. So I do have Ridley over the player I'm going to mention, but you ranked three days ago, Terry McLaurin over Ridley. So what was the difference here? Wait, looking at more stats. Cause I, uh, it says rank one through four, who y'all got? And it's a picture of Terry McLaurin, AJ Brown, Kenny Galladay, and Calvin Ridley. And you went with Ridley. Uh, now, I, I agree with you, though. Like, that's what I would have done because I was surprised that the production worked out that way. I think probably when I looked at that, I had not looked up the actual production. Um, mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin, I think, is, is a really special player as well. And he only makes like $900,000. So I think financially, <laughs> that's, that's a really smart decision. Um, but I, yeah. I just think, you know, looking at the the metrics, the numbers, and, and you know, I did watch totally. a little bit of him. I think he truly is an ascending player where I feel like McLaurin is probably a little propped up by being literally the only option in Washington. Um, so I think yeah. I do think that really is, is a better player looking at that. So, uh, yeah, I was wrong about that that list first. And, you know, once I looked at things, you know, I had to uh, take a step back. That's awesome. 
All right, so we'll get to pick number two here uh, in the second round. Or no, sorry, pick number three. Um, all right, so based on the fact that nobody has taken a running back yet, I'm not going to take a running <laughs> back yet. Uh, I don't want to be the first one to do okay. it. So um, let's see that <laughs> wide receiver tab. Um, take your time. Yeah, th- so there's Appreciate some interesting stuff. <laughs> Um, you do have AJ Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Michael Thomas. You didn't mention Terry McLaurin, which I actually think is really good value based on the money he's making uh, and you know what he'll eventually resign for. So if you get a couple relatively cheap years of him, uh, I think that that would be uh, something interesting. Um, but actually, here I'm going to go with uh, CD Lamb. Uh, from the Cowboys. Hmm. Uh, so that is going to be my pick here. Uh, I would go with DeAndre Hopkins, but much in the vein of the Justin Jefferson pick, if we're kind of building a franchise, uh, I kind of have my big money guy in Tyreek Hill already. Uh, yeah. I think CeeDee Lamb, you know, had he not gotten hurt, arguably could, could have been a, you know, best receiver rookie candidate. Uh, um, so, you know, that would have been kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I think he's the best uh, receiver of that class. I think Jefferson will be very close, uh, you know, back and forth between their careers. But uh, what I saw from him, just the kind of catches he make, uh, just I mean, it's it's kind of very reminiscent of uh, Prime Odell, uh, which is scary to have to deal with uh, just for the next, you know, 15 years as an Eagles fan. That's great. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he, he can run every route in the book. Um, I, I think he's the ultimately most talented receiver from that class and on his rookie contract, don't have to pay him for another three, four more years. Uh, and so that's why I, that's why I'll go with CD lamb. Uh, and you know, he really just makes a difference from the slot, uh, which I think is just, you know, such a growing thing in the NFL, uh, where if you have that dynamic slot guy, so much changes for your offense and opens everything up for the outside. Well, and to your point, too, like he struggled with some injuries, but so did I mean, he didn't have Dak for, you know, most of the season either. And he still put up 74 catches, 950 yards or 935 yards, excuse me, uh, and five touchdowns. So I I, I love CeeDee Lamb coming out of college. He was my wide receiver one that year. Um, So I'm a big fan of that as well. You're totally a closet Cowboys fan. Come on, dude. <laughs> I'm not a Cowboys fan. I, I just know CeeDee Lamb is going to roast whoever the Eagles put up against him, and it's probably going to be like the worst. Darius Slay, look, I love you, man. But well, you're it might be the Chargers this year. All right, so I am going to oh, – what the hell? All right, I am going to take – look, Alvin Kamara is a great player. But he also has a kind of expensive cap hit over the next couple of seasons. I mean, everybody, if every running back does, but he's going to be actually he's only five million dollars this year. But then after that's 14, 14, 14, and then 25. Eh. I still think that even though he was slowed by injuries and it was a rough season last year, I have to go with Christian McCaffrey, who has only has a four million dollar cap hit this year. Is that right? Is that yeah. correct? Oh, six million, excuse me. Six point eight million dollar cap hit this year then a $14.3 million cap hit, et cetera. But there's an out after that, but I want to kind of win now. So I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey here because I do think he is that good, despite the fact that he was injured last season. Um, His presence was certainly missed, even though they still beat the Chargers. But I'm going to go with McCaffrey here because a lot of people are going to vote for that too. (laughs) (laughs) Good idea. You know, McCaffrey, absolutely. Um, I think he definitely has an argument for best and most talented running back in the NFL. Um, and you know, I'm looking forward to really seeing him, what he'll do just as a casual fan in an offense that's not led by Norv Turner. Um, so <laughs> next here, um, I'm actually going to go and start the run on tight ends now. Um, and this okay. is somebody that I think a lot of people are going to be surprised with here, but I'm going to go with Darren Waller. Um, you know, when I, when I'm looking at some things here, I think George Kittle, you know, I think the flexibility that he provides as an elite run blocker, it absolutely made me consider him as well. And he's much younger. He's, I think, 26 years old compared to Waller, that's 29, and Kelsey, that's 32. But Kittle is injured so frequently um, that I'm a little worried there. And talking about financial flexibility, which I've been really harping on, 
Darren Waller has the 10th highest cap hit of all tight ends. You know, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, mm. Austin Hooper, all these guys make more money than Darren Waller does. Um, and then you look at, you know, the statistics and the metrics and, you know, over the last few years, he's only 300 yards behind Travis Kelsey. And I don't think a lot of people realize that just because he's been on the Raiders. Um, and in this kind of instance, you know, he's not getting triple teamed because he has, he's, you know, Diggs and Ridley as opposed to to Hunter Renfro and Nelson Aguilar. And he'll have hopefully a better quarterback than Derek Carr. So um, I'm going to start the run on tight ends with Darren Waller. I think, you know, a lot of Chargers fans are obviously going to be a little surprised by that. Uh, but I just think, you know, one of the most physically gifted players in the league and has such an affordable contract. And I think in this kind of situation, I'd be able to truly maximize his potential um, by getting him out of John Gruden's offense. All right. Uh, so let's go to the next pick here. Um, I actually kind of know who I'm going to take already now that a running back has been taken. Um, I thought about this for a while while Steven was talking talking but there's sort of a debate here for me between derrick henry and alvin Kamara. um not Ezekiel elliott um he's gonna go yeah, cowboys uh, so again. Hen- <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it, there's sort of a debate here between those two um Kamara is about four million more expensive at this point so derrick henry does come a little bit cheaper a little bit more affordable and I kind of do already have two elite receivers already when it comes to Tyree Kill and CD Lamb. Uh, so I'm going to go with the guy who is. Do we... I'm picking Zeke if he doesn't come back on. Yeah, it looks like we lost him for good this time. Oh, man. It, looked like he was, oh. it looked like he was leaning towards Derrick Henry. So. Yeah, he said Derrick Henry was cheaper. So I'm going to go with Derrick Henry. For Alex here, that's a great selection, Alex. Congratulations on your can get him back on selection there. Yeah, we'll we'll try to get him back on. And all right, so I'm going to move on next to. Okay, so it could be fun. Like I could have a little bit of fun here and go with a double running back set here, which would be a lot of fun. But I think I can still wait because I I don't need to make many more running back moves. Do I go tight end? Do I go with the best tight end in football? Possibly Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. Do I go with another running back? No, I already said I wouldn't. So, you know what? At this point, okay. DeAndre Hopkins is the easy answer, but I'm not going to take him because I want to preserve the fact that we're trying to team build here. Right. So I'm not going to go with that. It's not going to look good to wait this long for DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm going to move on. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Definitely a lot of options here. Absolutely. And I don't know what their contracts are. So I'm just, <laughs> uh, man, do I go with the best receiver, the better receivers, or do I go with the younger guy? I am going to look at my list real fast. That's why I made it. And of the receivers that I have left, so Hopkins is still my number two. Brown, Robinson, ah. See, it'd be really dumb. To go. So DJ Moore did fall in the top 10. That's really, really tempting to take someone like DJ Moore. Yeah, it looks like we got Alex fell back in, Tyler. in that top 10. We got Alex back. I can stop talking. Hi, Alex. <laughs> oh. So we took Zeke hey, for you. Uh, so anyway, I was going to take Derrick Henry. Um, oh, oh God. cool. Um, <laughs> no, we, we took uh, Derrick Henry for you. Okay, yeah, but yeah, I, I really wanted Derrick Henry. You know, he's going to get me at least 2,000 yards in production. Um, maybe not the smartest guy to start a franchise with from that rookie contract value thing we were talking about, but he's still cheap in relation to uh, the kind of premier running backs we were talking about. So uh, in terms of fantasy football, in terms of starting a franchise uh, with the two elite options I already have, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Derrick Henry. Okay, this is going to take me a, figure out, a minute to figure out who I want to take. Okay. <sighs> no, that wouldn't make any sense either. It just, okay, it's so hard to pick between a good player and a, an ascending, potentially good player when freaking Saquon Barkley and Dalvin Cook and Kamara on the board, and I yeah. go with like RB82. <laughs> so, but for the sake of losing the poll and whatever, I'm going to go with a player that did rank pretty well on my list of running backs. He is ranked sixth including being first in breakaway percentage 
and yards per attempt. And then also top 10 in elusiveness and yards after contact on average per touch. And if I can find him, I will take J.K. Dobbins here, who is very young I on like a it. good team. And I, take, I, know, I know we're taking him on a different team, like a fake team, but Dobbins is young. He The metrics test out very well, and it's not going to kill my cap. So I'm going with J.K. Dobbins, who's going to be a breakout candidate this season, I think. Yeah, absolutely a breakout candidate. I think someone, especially in fantasy football, that you know would be is going to be a, a machine. Um, so I'm I'm still not taking a running back here. I, I'm you know in terms of financial nice. and team building, you know I'm just going to punt it uh, for as long as I possibly can. So I'm going to go with another receiver here and shore things up. You know I've got my two route runners in Diggs and Ridley, both guys um, who have will have semi-expensive contracts you know Ridley I think you know could be potentially looking at a top five top six deal so I need two things right here you know in my team and that's speed and that is a rookie contract so I'm going to take Jalen Waddle um, who is going to really provide mm-hmm. quite a, a compliment to my two route runners really give me a lot of flexibility on the field and on the cap um, with Jalen Waddle's cap hit and rookie contract. So I'll, I'll have Diggs, Ridley, and Waddle. I know he's probably way down there for the fantasy football list. Uh, but in terms of the this exercise where we're trying to build a roster and not just, you know, the best players, obviously, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is still on the board here, which would be, you know, crazy to me. But, um, <laughs> you know, I am trying to kind of envision this from like a GM's perspective and trying to really get, into the swing of things. So I would have two players, Diggs and Ridley, like I said, on, on bigger contracts and same with Waller. Um, so I need a rookie contract to give me that flexibility and I'll get Waddle for the next five years. And then I'll have him be the uh, burner, take the top off guy, yards after catch guy uh, to really complement the trio of pass catchers that I already have. Yeah. I mean, I think Waddle makes uh, a lot of sense. Um, you know, there's tons of receivers you could go with there with Devonta Smith and all those guys that are on cost-controlled contracts. We already talked about Justin Jefferson and uh, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, I'm actually just curious. Let's go to the tight end tab out of morbid curiosity. All right. Um, so, yeah, this one is interesting. I mean, Kelsey is really good, but, uh, you know, kind of expensive. So I don't know if I really want to go there. Um since we're kind of drafting guys to a fantasy team, um, you know, if we don't think they're being properly used elsewhere, I kind of want to go with Mark Andrew, which is what I'm going to do here. I do think he's kind of a tight end that is going to crack that top five if he hasn't already uh, very soon. Um, I, you know, Baltimore's offense with Craig Roman is just, you know, very questionable to me. So he doesn't always get the opportunities that he should and now they've drafted a bunch of receivers in there. And, you know, it's still TBD to see on how Rashad Bateman and that whole crew fits in. So, you know, I, I do think guys like George Kittle and Travis Kelsey are, are better. Um, and you can make an argument. And some of the other guys that we consider top five, Darren Waller, obviously there too. But to me, Mark Andrews is just really good value here for a pass catcher. Uh, you know, if, you, if I have Patrick Mahomes, who I drafted last time, I'm very confident in him throwing the ball to Mark Andrews uh, just seems like a really good fit uh, with the two receivers and the running back I already have. Uh, not a bad blocker either. Uh, so I, I think ultimately just really good value when it comes to tight ends. Yeah. My only thing with Mark Andrews, cause he was someone that I was considering as well. Um, you know, he's, this is his last year of his contract. So he's going to be getting a fat, fat extension from them as well. So for me, like in terms of tight ends, like, I do think, you know, like like you were saying, you know, you can get him into a better situation, get him into a pass-first situation and not somewhere that's going to be running the ball, you know, 60% of the time. I, I can definitely see that kind of logic, but um, the contract would be something to give me a little bit of pause. Well, I have one year before I have to figure that, all that out. So, you know, I'll uh, I'll restructure some deals. <laughs> I'll, I'll move around $18 million in Tannehill money, whatever I got to do, uh, and I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> there we go all right tyler you're up okay so i definitely have some options here it's still really weird to see deandre hopkins not taken but i think at this point we've all mentally told ourselves that yeah. we're not going to take him because that's cheating 
at this point. So I could either go with the overpriced and very good Travis Kelsey with George Kittle, which I might have to do at some point because I do need a tight end and we are required to take a tight end. Um, but I might go the, the cheaper route here. It's just there's not many. Um, okay. Because I need a tight end and because I do need to go the cheap route, why not make this move? I'm going with Kyle Pitts here. Damn it. <laughs> That's an easy one to me. Yeah, you know, I, at this point, you can use him. I kind of do need some receiver help, but obviously we're just strictly looking at him as a tight end. Yeah. Um, rookie contract, probably going to be a top five tight end like as soon as this year, especially with Julio gone. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very comfortable going with Kyle Pitts here. I completely forgot about him. Uh, good thing I was scrolling down looking for cheap tight ends. So I'm going with Kyle Pitts here to start to round out my crew so I can pick up whatever I want with the last pick. Oh, man. Tyler, we were, we were on the same wavelength there with Kyle Pitts. I was, was going to take him right here for my spot. Uh, I think that's, that's a Whoopsie. fantastic pick. That's all good, man. Um, so like I said, not taking a running back. Both of you guys have running backs. Um, so for next for me, um, we'll have to see, let me look at these contracts really quickly, uh, the guys that I have written down. Um, no problem. So he's somebody that Tyler mentioned earlier that he was considering. Um, and that's going to be DJ mm-hmm. Moore from the Carolina Panthers. Nice. Um, somebody like, like really fits my kind of mold of receiver again. Um, and, and really last year, you know, diversified his skill set and proved that he could be a, a deep threat as well as a route runner. So very similar in the mold of Diggs, somebody that I think is is an ascending player. Um, and in this kind of situation, I mean, like just on paper, you get Diggs, Ridley, Waddle, and Moore as your four best receivers. And again, workable in the contract um, realm. And, you know, DJ Moore isn't a free agent until 2023. Um, so, you know, I could extend Calvin Ridley and then the next year wait for DJ Moore. And then in this kind of instance, you know, those two would kind of take over, um, after Stefan Diggs's contract would be expired as well as, as Jalen Waddle. So, uh, pretty happy with how this has turned out in, in terms of talent and flexibility. And this is kind of insane, right? Because all of these players that we are talking about, Jefferson, Ridley, Moore, Lamb, they're all like elite production guys and they're all on rookie contracts. And we haven't even talked about someone like AJ Brown. So it's just kind of crazy to me. The young talent at the receiver position in the NFL is, is truly insane. Yeah, no, that is a great call there. He's the seventh ranked receiver on my board based on the production that he had on a per game per touch basis. So yeah, really, really good call there. I wouldn't have guessed I certainly didn't pay a lot of attention to the Panthers last season, but there he was above Tyreek Hill and Keenan Allen and Calvin Ridley and all these guys. So yeah. I, was, I was actually pretty surprised. A good call there. So I'm going to be totally honest. Uh, last pick, uh, I apologize because I totally forgot Kyle sure. Pitts existed. Um, and <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, that was a big problem. It's all good. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, you always be a redheaded stepchild on this team. Uh, and so I'm going to go to the receiver tab. I know that we haven't picked uh, DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> and I would think about doing that. But Sorry, I'm just laughing at Tyler pulling up the kicker tab <laughs> while Alex is talking. <laughs> uh, Michael Batchley, not bad value here. But, you know, uh, I do think DeAndre Hopkins would be fun, but we, we have pointed out his contract as well as the young receiver t- talent uh just throughout the league uh and i'm going to prove i'm an eagles fan and go with Devonte smith uh with my last pick and i think that's just going to be a good move you know you get five years uh, of contract flexibility with his fifth year option um you know i, I think out of the three top receivers that we were kind of consistently talking about in chase waddle and smith i think he's the best you know kind of finesse route runner out of that group uh, and, you know, if, if we're taking him on this team that we've been drafting, he doesn't have to play with Jalen Hurts or have any, you know, question marks at quarterback <laughs> in terms of development. It doesn't mean I hate Jalen Hurts. It just means we don't know what Jalen Hurts is uh, right. yet at this point. So I think that, you know, having Devonta Smith kind of isolated um, from the stench of the rebuilding Eagles right now uh, would probably be the best thing for him. Uh, so I'm going to take Devonta Smith with my last pick. Uh, and therefore, that gives me, you know, really two rookie contracts 
I can kind of work with in building this team. Should have had three, but I forgot about Kyle Pitts. So, you know, stinky move by me. Uh, but I am okay with the team I picked. Well, you got one more pick to do. We're not done yet. Oh, I were <laughs> doing six. That was five like last time. Whoops. All right. Okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. I am going to preemptively take, I'm going to make my team totally trash here. It's going to stink. This is a horrible decision, but I'm trying to screw over Steven here because why not? I'm going to take Austin Eckler here on his contract and add him Damn to my you. team. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> My team sucks now, but whatever. <laughs> well, to be fair, you could basically use McCaffrey and Eckler as receivers. So, like, you know, you yeah. don't need more people. So, I hate you. Um, <laughs> but I'll go with Najee Harris. I mean, it's very good in terms of uh, win the poll plus minus. There you go. It is very good with the poll plus minus. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with Najee Harris, someone I think that is going to be, you know, a top – five, six running back pretty much right away. And especially in terms of fantasy football, um, you know, Tyler and Alex have the first and second picks in our fantasy football draft and uh, it's a keeper league. So one of you should absolutely take Najee Harris. Um, just going to say that right now. Um, but again, rookie contract, somebody that I think, you know, can bring that elite production and also be very safe on the cap. Um, if we were going even more, you know, I, I maybe would consider Javante Williams, who doesn't have the kind of wear and tear that Najee Harris does have. Uh, Javante is also two years younger. But, you know, I, I think just that extra fifth year option that I get with Najee Harris, courtesy of the Pittsburgh Steelers being stupid, um, gives me even that much more flexibility. And then after Harris hits that fifth year option, I'll say bye bye and draft another rookie running back because that is absolutely the best way teams should handle the running back position. Uh, all right. So for my last pick, I'm considering uh, maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Uh, <laughs> you could really make an argument here uh, for them at this position, uh, but uh, of course not. Uh, we are going with – what the hell, Tyler? Okay. I, I didn't mean that. This is a serious thing. Okay. But all right. Um, okay. No, we're doing skill uh, players. you got to pick a skill player. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I mean, he's been on the board for so long. All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take DeAndre Hopkins. Screw the salary cap. I already have two rookie contract players. Uh, not Robert Griffin. Get, okay. Yeah, I want DeAndre Hopkins. I want DeAndre Hopkins. There you go. Are you sure? Thank I can change you. you back. Are you going to click the button? All right. And so, yeah, ultimately... Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm pretty sure on this one. Uh, but yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, okay. just really good value here. I mean, I know he's getting 20 million and it feels crazy to say good value, uh, but he's just that good of a receiver ultimately. Uh, and I do have the two rookie contracts to balance it out. So Steven wanted us to focus on the cap. So there, I have two guys that are getting paid pennies. So therefore I can guilt trip myself and take DeAndre Hopkins as my guilty pleasure. Uh, but yeah, you were in the league. I think you could really debate it with him and Adams um, and just, you know, stocking up on all of these receivers. Uh, I mean, the real one trait that I think a lot or all of us like is guys who can run every route in the book, uh, like Steven said, and that is DeAndre Hopkins. In addition to uh, his jump ball ability, uh, he's the best in the league at that too. Sorry, Mike Williams, with your, you know, niche little skill set. But ultimately, DeAndre Hopkins has to be here on this board of, you know, uh, 18 players that we picked. Uh, I just couldn't let him slide completely out of it. Also here, I think you could consider Alvin Kamara um, just because of the total value that he does bring uh, to yeah. a team. Uh, maybe, you know, we've been talking about, <laughs> okay. Um, we've been talking about uh, so much. <laughs> Tyler's messing Good around. Nice, Tyler. We, we've been talking about so much of, you know, Austin Eckler having that passing and uh, receiving and rushing role. Uh, and Alvin Kamara has kind of been the king of that. So I think you could also, you know, verify kind of taking him there. But I'm going to go with D-Hop. Yeah, you know, obviously, if we were talking just purely, you know, doing a fantasy football draft and, and taking the best players, you know, then DeAndre Hopkins, Alvin Kamara would, would definitely be going sooner. Um, and you know, in this kind of situation, like Alex is saying, you know, you've got, you know, one year of Mark Andrews on his rookie contract as well as Devontae Smith and CD lamb. So, you know, I don't, you know, I think that qualifies. I think that's, that's fine. That's your decision. 
which means you're probably going to win the poll because you have DeAndre Hopkins uh, as your last pick. So, yeah, we'll have to see, but it, but it's all good and, and good fun here. Yeah, all in good fun. I won't I won't totally be butthurt by the outcome of this poll at all. <laughs> hey, man, I only got like 7% of the quarterback vote. So like, oh, you I went was, up. That's good. I was like really <laughs> – <laughs> Well, listen, the whole bit was start a franchise, and you were like, I'm going to go with Tom Brady, who has arthritis in both of his knees. So, I mean, I think that was the problem. <laughs> it probably was, man. But, you know, <laughs> if I get two more years of Tom Brady and two Super Bowls, then I'll deal with, you know, Joe Flacco for the three years after that or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But well, this was a lot of well, fun. Well, for right? all of Tom Brady's seven Super Bowls, you can have – for all time, Brady seven Super Bowls, you can have seven percent in the poll. <laughs> well done, well done. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, you know, we uh, have so many more of these conversations planned. We'll get to do the offensive line next, and I am so excited because I get the first pick of the offensive line conversation. So that oh, is I see how really that worked out. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, super excited about that one, and then we're going to continue that into the defensive conversation as well. And, uh, you know, this was just – I love just kind of talking about this stuff. Um, being able to have this thought process of, of really building a franchise is, is so interesting to me. Um, so, Tyler, any other thoughts? And then, Alex, before we wrap up uh, today's show. Uh, sorry I took Austin Eckler, but that will give me like 3% of the votes in the poll. Yeah. So, I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, not much else. Uh, but this was a really fun exercise to do. Uh, I'm going to find a way to somehow take a personal day when we talk about offensive line players uh, because <laughs> I super don't care. But, you know, that's going to be Steven's episode. So, you know what? We'll power through and do that one for him because uh, offensive do matter. Yeah, we do. I, I really appreciate you guys sticking it out for that episode. It's going to be a lot of fun for me personally. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this will be uh, a series that we're really excited about. As always, make sure and leave us a rating or review. Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> now Tyler's the one having fun with all the, with the players in the chat. So um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you think. Of course, we will tweet out a poll. So, um, you know, I'm sure Tyler's going to win since he took Austin Eckler. Uh, but that's all right. You know, it's all in good fun. Um, so stay tuned for next episode and we'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. <laughs>